Stories from California Cattle Country is produced by the California Cattlemen's Foundation. We created this podcast to communicate stories of the people and practices from far-flung ranches and dairies throughout the state to better connect them with the customers they serve. We had a County Ranchers Association meeting in Kern County that was held at the Wool Growers Restaurant in Bakersfield. Wool Growers is a Basque restaurant that has been operated by the same family since its opening in 1954. I don't mean to oversimplify, but Basque cuisine is sort of an amalgam of French and Spanish food focused on roasted meats, many sides, and communal eating. The Basques are quick to adapt new ingredients to their cuisine, so any attempt at defining it is a bit of a moving target. We were served plates of fried chicken and roasted tri-tip family style. Every entree at the wool growers is served with, as the menu reads, bread, vegetable soup, beans, salsa, tomato salad, green salad, vegetable of the day, spaghetti, and french fries. Pickled tongue is not included, but can be ordered for a large plate at $10, small plate at 7 The cattlemen opted in for the pickled tongue. Being that we were in Kern County, we reached out to Sheila Bowen of the Carver Bowen Ranch about sitting down for an interview. She invited us to a roundup the next morning, where they were bringing in around 300 cows for sale. Given the steep and rocky terrain, they enlisted the assistance of a helicopter to help gather the cows. We arrived at their horse barn around 5 a.m., where Sheila, her husband Jeff, sister-in-law Cindy, and son Matt were saddling their horses. Probably late 1800s, early 1900s. And the stalls were built for teams. And so there's like a tie on each side, so you put two horses in for the teams for wagons and whatnot. You can't see it on the inside where the hay normally is. Um, the main beams are all uh, mortising and tagged together. After the horses were loaded into trailers, we zigzagged through the genesis of the foothills west of Sequoia National Forest, arriving at their plot around sunrise. Once out of the car, we could already see pilot Brian Barrett circling the property in his helicopter a few miles away. He landed in a field nearby to work out a plan with the Bowens. In this episode, we first speak with the ranch's current patriarch, Carver Bowen. Carver was on hand for the roundup, though he's a bit too long in the tooth to ride horseback anymore. Sheila coaxed him over to the cattle scale where we recorded our interviews. Carver is modest and, let's say, taciturn. A pilot in his younger days, he was an early adopter of using air power for the purposes of moving cattle more efficiently. We then speak to helicopter pilot Brian Barrett by phone about his unique profession. Then fifth-generation rancher Cindy Bowen about the history of Carver Bowen Ranch. Her brother Jeff about the purpose of the shipping day and close it out with Sheila on the larger meaning of all of this. I'm Ryan Donahue, and this is Stories from California Cattle Country. So, uh, Carver, what do you get out of uh, uh, attending this event? What do I get out of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's something else to try to remember. I've forgotten everything else. <laughs> Carver shipped cattle off of this mountain for many, many years, and he, he knows it well, and he knows cattle really well. Someone in the family had some, like, flight experience or something. Is that right? Yeah, I've had a couple of airplanes. When they brought the helicopter, was that an idea that you had, or was, was that already an established thing that people were using helicopters to move cattle, or were you kind of, was it like kind of a bright idea that maybe we should try it this way? I think a kind of a bright idea. And you'd been someplace where they were using helicopters, and uh, he'd seen it done. 
Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. Uh, this is Ryan. <laughs> Good to hear from you, Ryan. If you could, could you just introduce yourself and then maybe just say what it is you do? My name is Brian Barrett, and as far as what I do, it's kind of a, I'm a captain for the Kern County Fire Department, but I own and operate a Bell 47 helicopter. The model helicopter I have is a turbocharged uh, Bell 47 helicopter. Its original owner was the United States Army. Its next owner was a sheriff's department. And then the third owner was a Army veteran that had flown that in the service and wanted to kind of have it for personal use. And he had kind of getting a little older and wasn't able to fly as much anymore. And so I bought it from him. It's a 1967 <laughs> platform. You know, it's been around for quite some time. You know, it's a smaller helicopter, but I feel like it's a kind of a workhorse. It's very robust for what it is. And predominantly use it to gather cattle, but do do some sightseeing and just small cargo hauling of loads and things like that. So as far as the, the helicopter goes, did you start it as kind of a business opportunity or was it something that was kind of focused on just the interest that you had in flying or just a bit of both? I didn't have anyone in my family that had any aviation experience, uh, but it stemmed from when Amanda and I were dating, she had taken me on a, they called it like a discovery flight, and it's their little hook to try to get you to uh, go to their flight school. It was in a little uh, Robinson R-22 helicopter, and I thought it was pretty neat, that experience, and thought that maybe one day I would kind of look into it. And, you know, several, year, several years went by. I, you know, I grew up in Bakersfield, and I didn't grow up that much around ag, more so around the fire department with my dad and my mom uh, was a nurse and didn't have much exposure to ag. And then when I started working up here at the ranch, and we would just ride for weeks on end in the months looking for cattle and, and the remnants and thinking there had to be an easier way to look for the cattle. And I had seen a TV program, you know, years back. They used helicopters like in Australia to gather, gather the cattle because of the vast territory they had to cover. Ended up uh, buying a helicopter and hired a flight instructor to teach me how to fly, uh, to help gather the cattle and thinking that that would be an easier way than sitting on the back of a horse for weeks on end. I can do, for instance, today I gathered an area that would in the past take us about a week to get it clean and I did it in about four and a half hours today. Yeah, when I was talking to the Bowens, they were kind of saying, because I guess Carver has some sort of history in flight or, you know, just I think he flew planes for a while. When you started this, was this something that was like a, a normal thing, that there were other helicopter pilots in town that were using helicopters for the same purposes, or was this kind of, is it new? Using the helicopters to gather livestock isn't new by any means. I mean, the Forest Service has used it for wild game counting and then the Australia folks have used it. I still don't know anyone personally that does it. So you can be a pilot and fly and you can be a cowboy, but I don't believe you'll be as successful if you just put a pilot and go ask them to go push cattle around. It's very similar as far as the pressure and how you move with the cattle or work with the cattle is the same approach that you'd use on a horse as far as the pressure that you use. You just have to have that little bit of understanding on how that animal is going to react to the pressure that you're adding. You know, a lot of it's a noise thing. 
there's a visual aspect of it than there. The air movement are all things that are factors that help move the cattle. And you just adjust accordingly. I tend to base my technique on as little pressure as needed. Obviously, it was a learning curve for me getting started and all that and learning how they would respond to the aircraft throughout the years. I feel like I've got it down pretty good. It was fascinating because once the, the animals made it down to where they were being sorted and weighed and all those, like they were very quiet. One thing that was impressive to me was we were talking and you said something like you have two and a half hours worth of gasoline in the helicopter. Yeah, that's correct. From my home base where I fly out of, yeah, it's about a 45 minute commute to that particular job there. And that is the limitation of it is I have about just shy of three hours, but I always do a two and a half hour. It gives me a little safety buffer. It seemed like we were in the foothills just west of, like, I think the Sequoia National Forest. It seemed that the property we're on had a bunch of animals on the other side of a rather large foothill. Does it just happen kind of naturally or is there, do you set out with a plan? Yes, (laughs) I believe uh, there is a plan. There always is a plan as far as how I approach it varies based on the terrain and the animals themselves, the time of day, all those factors. You know, if I have to push the cattle up the hill, uh, that's an approach, you know, trying to find a route where I can kind of rim them out or things like that. But you're right. The country we were gathering on, most of the animals, it was pretty much a downhill trip for them. So it's very easy. No matter how they're all spread out, is to get them all to come together at the gate at the same time. I try to keep the flow even all the way. So all the animals are kind of just like almost hit the gate single file and right on in there, you know. Like I said, it's just a learned skill in the helicopter. I I had no one to bounce off of. I just kind of had to figure it out. Luckily, I had time in the saddle, so I had a good foundation to work from. It's a very different experience for the cattle uh, men and women when they get in the helicopter. They're so used to seeing that country horseback or in their pickups or on the quads or wherever they use. And so when you take them up in a helicopter, it takes them a few minutes to kind of get their bearing. It's a different perspective from up there. It doesn't matter how long. When I started doing it here and I took my brother-in-law, I mean, he had ridden this country his entire life. (laughs) And he gets up in the helicopter, and it's just a whole other world up there. And that perspective that it offers to be able to see the cattle from above where a horseback they could kind of ditch you in the brush they have their little trails and things like that where from up high i can kind of see them going and that's the benefit of it i can work multiple groups of cattle at the same time thank you so much okay. for uh, uh giving me some some of your time today yeah you bet thank you very much for the uh the follow-up i'm cindy bowen yeah i'm the fifth generation on the carver bowen ranch basically when was this place established? My great-great-grandmother came to California in 1850. They were in the gold country around Angel's Camp. They came to where we live now in roughly 1865, 69, someplace in there. And they have been there, we have been there ever since, basically in the same place. You seem to run a really kind of traditional outfit. How is technology kind of changed in the last decade or so? Probably. We use four-wheelers more, vehicles, anything to reduce the labor cost we've used. We're still pretty traditional in moving the cows, like from the lower elevation to the higher elevation. We do that all horseback, basically. And for people that don't know, what's the motivation 
behind moving the cattle? Like, why not leave them in just the same place all the time? Rotating your fields and you start out, you're moving them up the hill as the grass turns brown behind you, green. So they're always on green pasture is the theory, as they go up in elevation. And then we bring them back down in the fall. And then since we've gotten off of the lower elevation earlier, there's some feed to come back to. They have something to come home to in the fall for the winter. What prompts that change? Is it just a date in the calendar that you guys no. follow each time? Or do you, it, you take a look around? Or? Yeah, it depends upon the weather. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's totally weather driven. And how, how's this year? Is this early or late? Or We've been early with everything, yeah. And that's, that's just due to lack of precipitation? Yes. It's due to the fact that if you want to leave anything, you have to get off today. If you get behind, you, you never catch up. I'm Jeff Bowen, and um, Cindy and I, we basically manage the ranch, and so we're both fifth generations. As far as today goes, this is um, it's a big day for the ranch, right? Oh, we, we ship several times a year, um, uh, mainly in the spring. And actually, this is the last one for this year that we ship. This is the only one that we do use a helicopter on. Um, and what's the reasoning behind using uh, air power? It's a really rough terrain where the field is. And so to do it horseback takes a long time. And uh, this takes a re relatively short time. And then it saves quite a bit on the stress on the cattle. So they weigh up better. Um, Look up there and see all the rocks. And when they came down, they were they were moving. Like, yeah, yeah. But they're but they also were quite calm mm -hmm. when they got down, and they weren't really running real hard. I mean, they run off the mountain from the helicopter, but they were all single file. They weren't like stampeding, and the cattle you could see when they got in, they weren't real dirty behind. They didn't shrink a lot. So um, economically, mm -hmm. it. It works out well for us. Can you tell me a little bit about the process? It's like, obviously, this is audio and not, not video, but we'll have pictures and things. But I'm standing at a scale that I think we know that it's at least 70 years old. It's like a manual scale, almost something you see at, like, the doctor's office. And then you were up here with somebody else, side by side, weighing them as they go through. Could you just tell me a little bit about that process? We were selling the cattle through Mike Massey, who's an agent for Harris today, Harris Ranch. Mike and I both weigh them together, so we agree on, on the weights, and then we go through and, and add them all up and figure that part out. But uh, it's important to get the weight because that's what you sell them by, is by the pound. You guys raise your own horses, right? That's something that was unique to, this is the first time I've been to a ranch where that's the case. Uh -huh. Is that a thing that comes from tradition or is it something that helps with operations? It's pretty much tradition. Our grandfather was, uh, very big in raising horses and when the quarter horses first started getting going and stuff and so we've always kind of carried that tradition on with the horses if we breed and ride what we we know what we've got when you go and buy something sometimes it's you're not sure what you get i don't know if you noticed but we ride predominantly mares and then we know that the horses that are good so if we've been riding a mare for a while and she's a good mare then we'll breed her and so it helps us kind of prove what we want after we get done here we're going to start moving our cattle up even higher under our forest permit and so we have to get cows gathered and shaped up to go up on up under a permit 
Now they do move a lot, and I mean we we move up and down elevation wise, but our land is that we move them on is next door, so we're moving them up. But I mean, there's people down here that truck cattle to Oregon every year. You know, is there something to having more experienced cows or some cows that already know the drill and they can kind of help the other ones along? It's it's very important in our country to have cows that that are acclimated to the area and that know the terrain. Like when we go into our mountain permits and stuff, it's always kind of amazing the older cows and they'll just all of a sudden show up in certain meadows and they kind of know where to go. And this time of year, they're often even standing at the top of the field waiting for you to open the gate so they can move on. You know, they're 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 used to the routine and and it makes it a lot easier. My name is Sheila Bowen, and I'm married to Jeff Bowen. Um, we live on the Carver Bowen Ranch and um, raise a, it's a cow-calf operation in Glenville, California. It's been a blessing for me to be married to, to Jeff. He's a very good man. He's a great rancher. He knows cattle. He knows horses. And I've learned a lot from him. We've been able to raise our four kids on this ranch, and um, now we're blessed with 12 grandchildren. And I think through it all, looking at seven generations on this ranch, you have to appreciate the, the heritage that goes with it and people that first came to this area and established the ranch and worked so hard to get it up and running and raising these cattle and the improvements that were made over the years with genetics and buildings and, and everything. We've got a barns on the ranch that are over 100 years old. And so the fact that, you know, they were built well back in the day, I just feel like we kind of stand on the shoulders of those generations that came before us. And it was their hard work and resilience that has allowed us to be here today. And we certainly would like to pass those values on to our children. And I hope that we have the appreciation for the land, for the flora and fauna of our area and the change of the seasons. We have an appreciation for the weather that we so desperately depend on to have the rains at the right time that grow the feed that feed our cattle and then we have to acknowledge God in his goodness has given us so much we hope that with our lifestyle and our our work that that we glorify him in the process it's a great way of life a great way to raise a family and we do feel like we're providing food for our world and we take that very seriously and are proud to do that If you'd like to see photographs from our visit, including pictures of Brian's turbocharged Bell 47 helicopter and that remarkable, antique yet functional cattle scale, visit www.calcattlecouncil.org. If you want a glimpse into our travels, we started an Instagram account at Cal Cattle Country. If there's something you'd like to hear on stories from California cattle country, you can contact me directly at ryan at calcattle.org. 
or leave comments on our various social media posts. We'll be back in two weeks from the Ribeiro Dairy in Tulare. Thanks for listening. <laughs>